Shalom and welcome to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. This is a recording of a sermon by Rabbi Aaron Leibowitz, president and founder of Chupot. It's a pleasure and an honor uh, to be here as an Orthodox rabbi representing a stream of Judaism that has, that has um, given itself license to be judgmental and exclusive towards Jews who practice um, other forms of service of Hashem. And I want to share with you, this is the first time I've spoken in a conservative shul on Shabbat morning. And um, it, it, feels, it feels to me to be redemptive. It feels to me to be a privilege and an honor. Thank you. Miraglim. This word is usually translated as spies. The rabbi used the word scouts, which I really appreciated. But really, the story that we're told about is a story of, of tourists. <laughs> the mitzvah that, the, that these 12 men receive is Latour et Haaretz. <laughs> and Latour literally means to take a tour, to walk the, the length and the width of the land, and to come back and give their honest report of what they saw. And so they did. They came back and they called it like they saw it. Two, four, ten against. And as a result of their report and the response of the people, the nation were condemned to 40 years wandering in the desert. Much of the conversation about these spies, these scouts, goes to the, to the question of what did they do wrong? And you may have noticed that the word Latour comes up again in this week's portion. And you might be surprised to know that it has to do with this four-cornered garment that we wear. And the fringes on the corner, the tzitzit, which the Torah tells us is meant to prevent a an event of Latour. Through the wearing of these four fringes, you will not follow your heart. You will not follow your eyes, which seduce you. And I wonder, also in light of this week's events and the painful message that the rabbi shared, I wonder, are we not meant to follow our eyes and our hearts when we are looking at reality and trying to choose how to interpret it, how to understand it? Is it not disturbing that the Torah tells us, you will not follow your heart? You will not follow your eyes. 
for they are seeking to mislead you. And I don't know about you, but when I am concerned with the possibility that I am being misled, I go to my eyes and I go to my heart. So I want to share with you a mystical interpretation of what happened with the spies. It's a mystical interpretation through the lens of a number of Hasidic masters with my own sort of Midrashic incorporation. And what I want to suggest is that the spies, when they were wandering in the land, as I was taught by one of my teachers, actually had a prophetic vision of the future. They were not interpreting what their eyes were seeing in the here and now. They were seeing beyond. And what they saw, based on the Zohar, was the destruction of the first temple. And what they saw was the destruction of the second temple. And what they saw was the six million, as this teacher of mine taught me. And they came back and they said, there is no way we can proceed on this path. They spoke their deepest truth, based on what they had seen. But here's the rub. They saw true. What they missed is that what they were seeing was the inevitable result of the report they themselves were about to go and give. And when I think about this Dvar Torah, it sends chills down my spine. Because what it speaks to is the role that fear plays in how it is that we view the world, and the role that fear plays in how it is that we experience, and how it is that we drive the world. What I think the message of Parashat Tzitzit, of this garment is, is that it's crucial for us to be aware of our perspective and the core around which we revolve when we are looking and interpreting the world. This suggestion is based also on a Hasidic interpretation of the Sod Yesharim, who says that when we talk about corners, a four-cornered garment, it's to be contrast with a circle. This beautiful hall of prayer, which is structured as a circle. And what's unique about a circle is that a circle revolves around a center. There is always a unified center which a circle is in relation to. The concept of a kanaf, of a corner, the four corners of the earth, if you will, which is a globe. <laughs> and yet when we speak about the four corners of the earth, 
We speak about the fact that this clove is disparate. And when I reach the farthest corner, which is far from the other corners, I put fringes on it. And I bind them together. And if I am bold, I make one of those strings blue. As your exiting president has on his talit. If you haven't seen it. I'm not exiting. I'm uh, exiting. Uh, He's exiting. Ah, uh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you a secret. My talit katan, which is under my shirt, has tchelet. And I keep it a secret because my father didn't wear tchelet. That doesn't wear tchelet. And I want to honor him and respect him. So now you know one of my secrets. What the tchelet is telling us is that it's crucial to make a distinction between what is core, what is central, and it's crucial to be aware of that. All of us are driven to some extent by fear. Few of us are aware ourselves of the extent to which we are driven by fear. That's what it means to have God in the picture. It means to be reminded of a certain humility and a certain ability to reflect oneself on what is guiding me in this decision. And that's what Yehoshua and Kalev say. I don't know if this morning in your readings you divided the Aliyot the way that they're traditionally divided, but if you ended Shlishi, where the Orthodox tradition ended it, then you ended with the words of Yeshua and Kalev, It is a very, very good land. Shlishi ends before his coming words. I mean, he continues. He continues to say, and we can overcome, and we don't have to be afraid, and God is with us, and they know it. What a strange place to end an aliyah. I mean, it seems that what matters is the interpretation and not the judgment of the land, unless we're being told that there has to be a distinction between what you see and how you interpret it. And that ability to make a distinction is the only way, is the only way that you can actually use your eyes and your heart to interpret reality in a faithful manner. Because you have to know what, what values are informing the way that you see the land. What other elements are guiding your heart? To what extent is God truly present? And are you able to transcend, to transcend the petty fears? the secondary hesitations in interest and in service of a primary goal. I live in Israel. And most of my work 
is bringing an orthodox voice that stands in contrast to a fear-driven paradigm. And Rabbi Kligfeld, you used the word charedim. So can I assume that that's a word that people are familiar with? Charedim, which, which, which is a word that describes a very precious sector of Israeli society. Shakers. Beautiful. Shakers. They're precious in that they preserve a certain commitment to, to a purest authenticity, which, which we serve well to be holding on to as well as a people. And they're precious in that they prioritize study and spirit over wealth and comfort. There are many ways in which they're precious, but it's not coincidental that they call themselves shakers, that they call themselves Haredim. As a matter of fact, what I want to suggest this morning, I don't think this is 100% true, but it's food for thought. And I wonder what you think of this. I'd be curious at the Kiddush to hear what you think of this. That what distinguishes the most a moderate from an extremist is the extent to which they are self-aware of how they themselves color their view of the world. So that someone who is an extremist will always be more in the clutch of their own fears because their assumption is, if I intuit something, if I feel something, then it is to be followed, it is to be trusted. Whereas those of us who are capable of stopping and looking at our tzitzit and being reminded that in a disparate world, there are many things that bind. And that we should distinguish that which we choose, that which is true, that which has meaning to guide us. Then we will be better servants. We will be truer scouts in service of the nation, in service of the world. I very much hope that many of you will choose to join me this afternoon at B'nai David Judea. First of all, because what a precious gift to have a conservative and orthodox community coming together to study. And I applaud the rabbis of both communities. But also because I would love to share with you the work we are doing to compromise the monopoly of the chief rabbinate of Israel over religious services in Israel. You know, I grew up in Berkeley, but it was only in my 40s that the Berkeley came out. <laughs> and I became an activist. And the, reason, and the reason I did that is because it was clear to me that Torah was being perverted out of fear. The face of Torah in Israel is a face, the face of God in Israel, is the face of a God that is sitting in heaven and wringing his or her hands and saying, what are we going to do? The reform are coming, or the conservative are coming. 
And it is crucial, it is crucial that we create a strategic alliance of moderates in Israel because most of Israeli society want a more moderate voice. And the moderates cross all of the sectors. I'll tell you the truth, it's a secret. There are even Haredi moderates. And they can be brought on board. As a matter of fact, we're working on that. And it's happening very slowly. To create a unified front of moderates in the country of Israel has the power to change the country. And if the country is changed and moved in a more moderate direction, it will do much to repair the gap between American and diaspora Jewry and Israel. So this matters to you as well. But most of all, in this circular rule of prayer, I want to remind us all that the world is in search of its center. The world is in search of its core. And there are many, many forces working to lead us and the world astray, as many within us as without. And this parsha must serve as a reminder that our heart, our eyes, can lead us astray. But there is also a heart for the world, a heart of the world, a creator. And to the extent that we can bring our heart into harmony with the center of the world, with the core of the world, then our lives, our work, our paths will be a blessing. You have been listening to another in our series of podcasts from Temple Beth Am, a dynamic center for conservative Judaism in Los Angeles. If you enjoy these podcasts, we invite you to write a review on the Apple Podcast site or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about Temple Beth Am Los Angeles, go to tbala.org.